Do you ever feel like you're not enough? I know a lot of us do. I think this next few minutes is going to be very helpful for you. It is a bonus episode, actually almost a part two from last week's episode featuring Erica Wiggenhorn, who just wrote a book, Letting God Be Enough, Why Striving Keeps You Stuck and How Surrender Sets You Free. I'm Sandy on behalf of Lene and I welcome to Imagine Yourself. We're going to jump back into our conversation with Erica about striving and how to know if it's a problem. How do people recognize that they are striving out of fear? Because some people might be going along and things seem regular to them, but maybe they're not seeing the red flags. Sure. Especially because we live in a culture that applauds striving. We uh, look up to and elevate those people that seem to be able to do 10,000 things at once. We wear that as a badge of honor. So how do we know if that person is doing it just out of passion desire for excellence or really being driven by fear, there's a couple of very identifiable markers. The first one is isolation. When you are striving from a place of fear, you are not letting other people into your life. You are so busy doing that you have no more time for being. Mm. And your highlight reel on Instagram looks a whole lot different than how you feel when you look in the mirror. And nobody knows it. Nobody knows the real you because you're isolating. A second very identifiable marker is micromanaging. When you begin to feel like if I'm not in this, if I'm not keeping all of the plates spinning, everything's going to crash down. I have to be the one to keep everything and everyone on track or the universe is going to fall off its axis. Um, <laughs> those, those are two very clear markers that you are operating in a place of fear rather than a posture of faith. So when you talk about micromanaging, are you talking about something at work, something at home, or just in all aspects? It can really look like all aspects of our life, micromanaging the things in your home. It could be micromanaging your children to the point that you're not allowing them to experience mess ups or mishaps or failure and learning from that experience. You're trying to be all things to them so they don't ever make a mistake. It can be work, like you need to delegate things to a team. You need to trust other people to help you get the job done, but yet they're all going to bed at eight o'clock after checking out at five and having a nice dinner. And you're worrying all night in bed about how the project's going to get finished. It can look like your marriage. Your marriage is rocky. There's a lack of intimacy. There's tension. And you are the person who's constantly trying to manipulate situations and scenarios to keep the peace when there's not actually peace. We can do this in all areas of our life. Even in our relationship with God, we begin to adopt this mindset that if we're not doing all of these things for God, he's not going to be happy with us. We're going to disappoint him. He's going to stop loving us because we made a mistake or we didn't measure up to what a quote unquote good person should look like. Everything that you're saying has in big, bold letters in my brain, the words fear and control. We have to be mindful when we're trying to control every single aspect of life. And when we fear, 
all the possible things that can happen if we're not in control. And we are not in control. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, you know, there are certain things within a scope that we can feel a certain amount of control about. I have been led by God to feel like, Lene, there are certain things that you are not able to control and you're not going to be able to change them. But focus on the things that you are able to do for good and work together and operate in that as opposed to trying to rush around crazy <laughs> and handle everything. This is where feeling inadequate and self-doubt and incompetent feelings creep up because we are not do-all, be-all superheroes. I just wonder, how is it that focusing on God can help us when we are struggling with these feelings of inadequacy and the one that everyone talks about, imposter syndrome? Tell us a little something to lead us on God's way instead of our own crooked path. (laughs) So the very first time someone called me out and said, you have imposter syndrome. I was like, what in the world is imposter syndrome? I had never heard of it. So of course, I went to that marvelous research tool, Google. (laughs) (laughs) And I Googled imposter syndrome, which is fear of inadequacy. It's fear of not being enough, feeling like you're not enough, different ways of saying the same thing. But when I looked that up, what the world tells us to do, if that is our battle, leading psychologists tell us to do is unroll your resume and cite all of the reasons why you indeed are enough. Recount your past success. Look at your skill set, your experiences. Look in the mirror. Tell yourself the good things about yourself. And none of that is bad advice. Because I think as women, we have a tendency to always downplay our giftedness. Like when I go to speak somewhere, I'll say, turn to the woman next to you and tell her something you appreciate about her or something that you admire. And immediately the room just fills with chatter and laughter. But then I'll say, okay, great. Now turn to that same woman and tell her something that you admire or that you like about yourself. Wow. And And silence. (laughs) It's like crickets because as women, we by and large downplay our skills, our giftedness. And when people point it out or compliment it, our reaction is like, oh, you're too kind. Oh my goodness, you're so sweet. No, it was nothing. (laughs) You know, this is how we react. So this advice that psychologists and the world are offering to us, it's not bad advice because we do need to learn to be comfortable saying, yes, God has gifted me with this skill. He's provided me with these life experiences. And that is a beautiful thing. The problem is when we are faced with a situation where we can unroll our resume and there was nothing on that resume to prepare us for what we're facing right now. There's no skill set. This is something entirely beyond us. When the COO of my husband's company walked in two Thursdays ago and said, my daughter's just been diagnosed with bone cancer. Hmm. This is a woman who's educated. She's run million dollar companies. She's done all the things, but there's nothing on her resume that says, I'm ready to be the mom of a cancer patient. There are things in life that we will face where we are inadequate. There's nothing we can do to force someone else to forgive us. There's nothing we can do to set an addict free. 
we can't cure cancer. There are situations in life where we indeed are inadequate. And the only person that has the power to change those situations is God. Hear the rest of this very impactful interview in the episode right before this, Can You Really Let Go and Let God? You can find that in all of our episodes wherever you normally listen to podcasts or right on our website, imagineyourselfpodcast.com. You can also find info on Erica and her latest book, as well as the other things she's up to. And connect with us via email or social media. As always, you'll find the link in the show notes. And until next week, when we have something new to imagine, remember with God, you are enough.